coming up on today's episode of the Money Pants podcast, the magic of individual time. Is it just for kids? How to get started, what to expect, does it really work, and mistakes to avoid. All this and more, but first, the joke of the day. Bert and Ernie are sitting outside one day on Sesame Street. Bert turns to Ernie and asks, Hey Ernie, want to go get some ice cream? Ernie replies, Sure, Bert. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We are your hosts, Hannah and Fontaine Judd, and we're the proud parents of seven sons and six daughters, ranging in age from college student to toddler. We're both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to CaptainMoneyPants.com to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish their unique mission in life. But the only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. That's when greatness happens. And that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the complete tool set for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. Today's topic is about spending individual time with family members. This is the third in our three-part series on surviving quarantine or summer vacation or long family trips or pretty much anything where you're together with your family for a long extended period of time. Now, in the first part, we talked about stopping bribes. And the whole idea there was that a lot of times when you're in a crazy situation, you're going to bribe or resort to giving your kids something just to leave you alone so you can get your work done or so you can have a bit of peace. And we talked about that at length where those those work short-term, but it is definitely not a long-term solution. And so we're like, instead, set up rewards. And so that led into the second podcast, which was don't over-reward. Because a lot of times, you know, parents will say, oh, I... I want my kid to work so bad. And there's a whole bunch of reasons why you would over reward, but you know, maybe you end up paying your kid 20 bucks for mowing the lawn when it should have been like three because then they're not motivated next time to mow the lawn. Again, if you over reward, it can <clears throat> undermine your system and, and it's not effective long-term either, which then, and we talked, we talked about that where over rewarding, under rewarding, striking that perfect balance that rewards do work but you have to have a balance between responsibility, what's been given, et cetera, et cetera. And you then know, we forgot to mention something in that podcast. What? We forgot to mention that Christmas and birthdays going overboard on those sometimes. Yeah, we got to. There are so many ways that you can over reward so that your kids don't have anything left to work for. Mm. So if you're buying your kids everything they could possibly want on or the Christmas the gra- Oh, no, no, we didn't even talk about grandparents, grandparents or yeah. family so, or friends. So, yeah, yeah, that topic of, okay. Oh, no, it's, we, we are not exhausted. That, that topic sure, is not exhausted. Yeah. We, have, we have to go back to that for sure. But yeah, that's a good point. And then also what to do when grandparents give gifts. Yeah, now that's that, another podcast. So, I think that's and we'll get that. podcast, yeah. So we talked about stopping the bribes. We talked about rewards. And then that actually leads us into today's topic, which is spending individual time with family members. Now, I want to point out, I didn't say spending individual time with kids. I'm talking every member of the family. So as the parents... You should be spending individual time with every member of the family, including, wait for it, yeah, your spouse. You, you need, you and your spouse have to have that one-on-one time. It's critical. H- Hannah, you're going to get into this in a second, but I, I wanted to mention that I read an article, God, maybe a month ago now, and I can't find it, and it bugs me. I can't find it, but I- We I, were I re- looking for it. We were looking for it but for I, this podcast. But I read this concept decades ago, 
And then I read another article recently that reminded me of this article that I read decades ago, and it was basically touting the same thing. And that, that was research shows that spending individual time with children had a stronger, more long-term, better effect on their behavior than anything else. And we just talked about, you know, don't bribe, don't over-reward, don't under-reward, make sure you reward and all that. But the fact is, and those are good, and those are necessary to have in place, but the thing that really kind of clinches it when you're trying to work on behavior, especially behavior issues or behavior problems, is one-on-one time, where spending that time with a kid, just you and just them, nobody else, no other distractions, that had more of an effect more of a positive effect on that kid's behavior than anything else that parents did. Yeah. And then we mentioned in an earlier podcast, the Harvard Grant study, where it dealt with the future success of of children. Oh, the, that and super long one that's been going on for like 75 years? Yeah, that, okay, yeah the one it. that's, you know, the most thorough test that has ever been done. And they found that the people who grew up to be successful usually they had two things in common. One was they had learned to work right, and, we did. and have responsibility yeah, we at a young age, uh-huh. which is what the money pants concept is about, is giving the responsibility. But then the other part was that they had strong relationships and had love. And so this, um, this spending one-on-one time with your kids, nothing communicates... I love you, then putting everything else aside and and giving someone your undivided attention. And I mean, even think about it like you're in, you're in a meeting with a boss and somebody's like, or you're trying to talk to somebody, let's say at work, and they're not even looking at you. They're scribbling on paper. They're checking their phone. You know, they, they're not even willing to look up at you. How does that make you feel? I, it's You don't feel important. You don't I, feel... I remember when I was a little kid, I was probably, I don't know, six, eight years old. And I went to go visit my grandma. And I wanted to sit down and talk to my grandma. Because that's what little kid, you know, it's grandma. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and she was home. She was a stay-at-home mom. She, she, it wasn't like she was working. And, and I, I sat down. I wanted to talk to her. And I remember vividly, I could not get her to sit still. And to look me in the eyes and have a conversation. And it stuck with me all these years. That's really weird. But also, <laughs> it it told me, and looking back, I can look at back now. I didn't know at the time, but it, it, it told me that I wasn't important. I wasn't valuable enough for her to spend her time on. And that really hurt my little eight-year-old feelings. And I'm like, man, I guess grandma doesn't really care that much about me. Yeah, yeah. Won't go into into details, um, but it was really. But that's what it communicates, whether or not that's how she felt. Right. And that's what that communicated to you. And I I seriously doubt she had any intention to communicate to a little. I mean, I was a cute little blonde six year old kid, you know, just floppy hair who just wanted to be around grandma. And Mm -hmm. I I seriously doubt she was trying to hurt my feelings, but that that was the, the end result, is that that's what happened. And so. Sitting down and giving somebody your undivided attention tells them that they're valuable and that you value them, and it and it has a huge impact on the relationship. Well, okay, so my first experience with this was when 
my second child was born. My oldest was still very young. She was one and a half when her younger brother was born. And up to that point in her life, she had all my attention. She had all my husband's attention, all our time. It was just focused on She her. was an only child. Yeah, she was an only child. And For so, a year and a half. yeah, and so along comes her brother. And at first she was really excited about it, but then she started resenting this 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 brother yeah, re- she's really like, quickly. because she's like wait mom and dad don't love me anymore because and and so then things got worse because then she's like hmm, i don't like this baby because it means mom and dad don't love me so she would purposely try to hurt him well no i think she thought that, him, that he had stolen her parents from yeah her. like and yeah. and so it turned into this and then and then i started getting upset with her i'm like what are you trying to do? Kill the baby? <laughs> you know, poke out his eyes on right. purpose? You know, where she was purposely trying to hurt him. And so then I'd be like, no, no. And don't do that. And I was getting more and more, like, worried and I, upset. I think she really was trying to hurt him, too. Oh, no, she was. She was trying to hurt him. And, and then the more upset I got, the more she tried to hurt him. Because the more she was like... Mom really doesn't love me anymore. She just loves this new baby. So then she was trying even harder to hurt the baby. And I didn't know what to do. And now this was a kid who was very um, feisty, just personality-wise. We lived in North Hollywood at the time. And I made a friend with an older lady at church. And we went walking. She lived a couple streets away. And we, we went walking together. And I told her, she had raised six kids of her own. All her kids were grown. And I said, yeah, I'm having this problem. I don't know what to do to get her to be nice to the baby. And she said, well, my experience, this this probably will work, is put the baby away. Put him in his room. Put him somewhere else where he's not around. And just spend 15 minutes just with your daughter doing something. Like doing baking or just coloring a picture or something just with her. Hmm. And just for 15 minutes. And for some reason, that's like, that calms them down. And so I I went home and tried that. And I I took her outside and I painted her toenails. And, And I just spent that time with her. And it was incredible it immediately, because she was only one and a half, it immediately communicated to her, I had put the baby away and I was just spending time with her and it immediately reassured her, oh, mom does love me. Mom does love me. And it was all she needed. But, but, and, that, but that goes back to that concept though where you, you could it didn't make sense why... You were already spending all day with her. Yes. And that's because you were like, well, duh, you should spend one-on-one time with your kids. But what was confusing about it is I was a stay-at-home mom. The reason I was a stay-at-home mom was so I could spend my time with my kids, so I could raise my kids. Mm-hmm. I was there with my kids almost 100% of the time that they were awake. So almost 100% why, why would spending of the time. more time so, be the solution? So it didn't that, come to my that's mind funny. Okay, that's funny. that... Spending more like more time with her was the answer. I'm like, I'm spending all my time with her. <laughs> and so when COVID-19 came along, mm-hmm. a lot of people, they're cooped up with their kids and their kids are acting up. And so 
they they might not be thinking, oh, the solution is to spend more time with him. <laughs> We're cooped up together, whip it together. <laughs> you I, know, I don't want to spend don't more time want, with him. I, I want to get away. Maybe we need to get away from each other. You know, that's the solution. Right. But you're you're actually in the same situation where I was, where it actually isn't intuitive that hey, I need to spend more time, individual time with them. And that's the key. And is that's the whole the individual key thing. Is there was okay. a difference between the key was I had to put her baby brother in a different room and put him away. And so it was just the two of us. And that was the difference. And so you may find yourself in the same situation, not dealing with a baby or a toddler like I was. You may it, it will be older kids, but it's not going to occur to you that spending individual time because you're like, no, I was all I was with them all day. But there's a difference between being around somebody all day and spending individual time. That's that is an OK. And I've experienced that not to that scale, not to that level. But I've noticed that as I've and we we ebb and flow. We're, we're not really good at this, at spending individual time because there have been yeah. crazy, crazy times in our lives. It's just how it is where we used to do it. We were great for years and then we just kind of weren't able to do it for a while. And then we're slowly getting back or into we it. Just, I, I remember years back when we were in a financial crisis, I, you just, we just felt like mentally and emotionally paralyzed. And so like a lot of every waking moment, I was like looking we for work or working yep, and exactly. we just had so much stress. Mm-hmm. And so if there's a crisis going on, sometimes you know, that's not what you're thinking about, but then the stress levels are so high, that would be the best time to actually do do something like that. It's even more important. It's probably to, more important to do, to do yeah. it because everybody's so stressed out, but it's not the thing that actually comes to your mind. Well, of, the kid, hey, and the kids pick up on it and they pick up on the stress yeah. and it just actually make and then it makes them act up even more. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, yeah, I don't think I handled that right. But at one point I did realize, okay, I got to change this this around. And I remember my daughter was in sixth grade and I decided, I, part of the reason I'm like, we don't have any money. I can't take them out for ice cream. Right. I that's what we, no, no, because that's no, what we used to okay, do. So that was when our they, When the kids were younger, no, I would take the kids out every Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. I would take one of the kids with me and we'd go have McDonald's breakfast. We'd ride bikes because it was just down the street. Remember on, mm-hmm. on Hollywood Way, they had they just built the new McDonald's over near the airport. You would take so them on a regular we would, basis. We would, ride, we would ride bikes over to the to the McDonald's and we would sit down. We'd have a McDonald's breakfast. Oh, it was so great. And then we'd ride bikes back home. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Or, and on Thursdays, I would take them to your work uh-huh. and, and I'd, I'd have take lunch. lunch and yep. you'd go take them to the park and have lunch. And mm-hmm. and they really looked forward to that. And, and then that was when I was awesome. doing really well Thursday after work... I would take one of the kids for ice cream. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. And that made a huge difference. And so kind of what happened with us, because our our way of spending one-on-one time with our kids was to go get McDonald's breakfast, go get ice cream. It wasn't a lavish thing, but it, it was a couple dollars. Yeah, it, it was know? a couple dollars. So then when we ran into a financial crisis... And we're like, oh, we can't do that anymore. Because we couldn't. <laughs> because we couldn't. <laughs> and no so we, we... McDonald's there was, was off the menu. Yeah, it was off. And so we stopped. And no surprise, I mean, multiple factors, but behavior just went downhill. Yeah, like really, really bad. Really, and it was really stressful. And really quick. Yeah. And so 
I realized this, but I, I wish I had realized it sooner before things. But I, it was just so overwhelming. Yeah. You don't know. You learn. That's what life's about. But Don't make the same mistake we did. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so finally I'm like, okay, I'm going to go on a walk with my kids and spend individual time with them. I'm not going on a walk to buy something. We're just right. going to go on a walk with them. And so I started out with my sixth grade daughter, Ruby. And I said, "Let you want to go jogging with me? And I don't know why I said jogging, because I hate jogging. I don't really <laughs> jog. <laughs> so it was a walk. It wasn't a jog. It started out with me bouncing along, and then it turned into a walk. But I, And so as we're going along, I said, so how's school going? <laughs> Probably because I couldn't talk. I'm out of breath. And she goes, oh. If this is happening, and it was like I had opened up a floodgate, and I had no idea because she because she seemed uh, she has this personality about her that she's so relaxed and happy go lucky, and she gets along with everyone, and I had no idea. Uh, she was like, Mom, all the kids at school are being so disgusting. They're being so gross. And and they're telling these raunchy jokes. They're d- doing really perverted, you know, disgusting stuff. And and so I, um, I end up just, even though they all want to be my friend, I end up just walking by myself in recess. And I don't know what to do. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and she just, like, <laughs> all this. And I was like, Yikes. oh, I feel bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this was the end of the school year. And I'm like, oh, man. But here's uh, something. I'm not a very good listener. And I don't know why I didn't pick that up because my dad is excellent at listening. My mom is a fabulous listener. I love talking to them. and, And I always feel understood. And I don't know why I didn't pick up on their skills, though. Um, but I, I am, I have been told I am a horrible listener. And so my husband... We've sometimes had actually had fights about this because I'm such, I mean, admit it. Um, I don't, when people tell me things, (laughs) kind of what goes on in my brain when somebody tells me a problem is I'm a brainstormer and I immediately start going, okay, okay, they need to do this. They need to, you know, and I start Mm -hmm. trying to think Mm -hmm. of solutions. So my brain just goes into brainstorming mode and it almost, I think it looks like I'm not even, I don't, I'm not even listening because I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm thinking of solutions. And then instead of sympathizing, I start saying, you need to do this. You need to try this. Have you thought about this? Have you done this? Have you done this? You mm-hmm. got to go do this. And Which is great when you're brainstorming for a yeah, solution. But but I, it turns out people don't actually want that. Well, <laughs> well it, it, they, maybe they want it later. But normally if a person's upset or they have a problem, my husband explained to me, they they want you to repeat back to them what you said. No, 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 they want they want to be understood. They want to be understood. Yeah. Well, at first he told me repeat back to them like like if I tell you this is this, you say okay, so you're upset because your dog got run over, you know, and you you and you're really sad about that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And anyway, so my first efforts at doing that were not very good because I would just parrot back. And then, but as I began understanding of, oh, no, they just want to be understood. They want to know that I heard them and I know how they're feeling about this. And they want that confirmed. 
that what they said actually went in my ears, into my brain, and I understand, I may not even agree with them, but I understand what they said and I understand how they're feeling. And if I don't say that, if I don't say, hey, you're, I just heard you say this and this is how you're feeling. Is that right? They just, anyway, so I tried that with my daughter who just spilled her guts out and I said, so you're saying the kids at school are really gross and it's bothering you. And she was like, yes, mom, you understand. <laughs> and then I felt even worse <laughs> because I, I was putting all my brain power into this. Okay, what am I? I'm supposed to let her know. I'm not going to give her a solution. You're upset. <laughs> anyway, but, and it was, it was hilarious because she because it worked. was so overjoyed that I had actually heard her and knew, she knew that I knew how, what she was going through and how she was feeling. And she wasn't alone carrying this burden uh, of emotion alone anymore. So, so there, you know, that was a, okay, that was the realization of, Despite our circumstances, I should I I didn't need to spend money to spend this one-on-one time. Well, that, I think it's more fun to yeah, spend money. I I, make, I think it, it makes it easier because you have an excuse. Let's go get ice cream. Well, but it's also but, exciting for the kids because it's not something that you normally do. We don't normally go out for yeah. ice cream, and so to go out once a week with one of the kids for ice cream, they get really excited about it. As a matter of fact, yesterday I was supposed to take Mahanrai for an outing. Uh huh. Because last week was Royal's turn, and I actually took Royal and Valkyrie last week, and so it was supposed to be Mahanrai's turn, because he's like, can I go on an outing? Can you take me out for ice cream? And I'm like, no, it's Royal's turn this time. And so yesterday, I was supposed to take him out, and he's like, and he get he got so excited about it, and I didn't end up being able to because of, I can't remember what. Yeah. Got to do that today. Well, But, but yeah. he would he would come to me, and like, Dad, are we going today? Mm-hmm. It, for some reason, knowing that that's coming up, they get they get that, so that's excited part of about the excitement yeah. is knowing that it's coming up. And it's well, seriously, I, Hannah, I would go to McDonald's or to Burger King and get their dollar cones, and that that's it. Yeah. Just, but for some reason, that is the greatest treat, and it's so much fun, and the kids look forward to it. It's that one-on-one time. Well, do you want to t- me to share with you how I ruined one-on-one time? wait what well i'm gonna tell you another it's another mistake you can learn from so i started going on these walks with my daughter right i went once twice the third time another kid said mom can i come with you guys and i have a hard time telling people no Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh you know what they should come along too it's really fun and i said yes yeah come on along Mm -hmm. And that changed it. And but my, I could tell my, my daughter Ruby was like, "No, no, this is just me and mom." Oh, and it got and taken I ruined away. it. Oh. But then the same thing with Sassy because she had she. Um, oh, I have another daughter who has to take a medicine, and then she has to do exercise. Mm-hmm. And at first, it was just the two of us jogging together, and uh, which I don't like doing. But <laughs> <laughs> but then other kids wanted to come along jogging, and once again. The kid was really disappointed and, and didn't angry. want to do it anymore. Yeah, they're like they that sh- was my special right. time. And the other kids took it away from mom. me. 
but because I'm like, oh, well, it's good for everyone to go jogging. It's good for everyone to get some fresh but air. But it was her one-on-one time it was with her, you. And it got taken away. Oh, interesting. And so, so uh, being sensitive to the fact that, uh, yeah, taking all your kids on an outing or on a bike ride, it it's not it's the, not the, it's not the same. same. It is not the it, same. Okay, so, and, and that actually brings up, uh, we'll get to uh, with your spouse here in a second, but I wanted to point out that some of the rules, just real quick, some of the rules that, that have to happen, and we hit this already, but when you go on the, when you have this individual time with a family member, here, here are the, the rules. No phones, no electronics, no distractions, no TVs, no music, no, well, there can be music if you're dancing, but no friends or siblings, just one parent and one kid, or if you're going out with your spouse, just you and your spouse, only two people. Well, so, I, and that's I, the problem. If you take a phone, you can get distracted by the phone. And, and now your your attention is being divided between the phone and your kid. And the kid will pick up on it. So ditch the phone, ditch the TV, ditch the any distractions, no friends, no, no, just you and your kid. That That's... You so, know, well, hold on. So when I have... Because this is actually one of my um, weekly goals mm-hmm. that I set up in Money Pants. And I have that written as the requirements where it says no phones, no electronics, no distractions, no friends or siblings, just me and one kid. Yeah. And I I have that written down. So I I know that's what I need to do because I'll forget like you where you're like, oh, well, this is a great trip. I'm going to go to get ice cream. Let have two or three kids come along. Why not? I'll spend time with a bunch of kids. It ruins it. It ruins it. it. And it doesn't and it doesn't work. It has to be one on one. It has to be just two people total. That's it. Yeah. Trust us on this. Trust mm-hmm. okay. us. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, did you want to talk about... Um, well, the it, it's funny. It's saying no phones, no TVs, no electronics. I've remembered once uh, somebody gave us... You were a football coach for our kids and somebody gave us uh, coupons to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm-hmm. And so we did that for date night a couple times. Mm-hmm. And I remember being really disappointed with the date where I was really looking forward to going on a date, spending some time with you, because it was during that time where it was financial, oh, right. we were financially strapped. Right. And Going um, out was a luxury. And so I was really was excited that we were going to go on a date night. And it was so disappointing. Why? Because Buffalo Wild Wings has giant TVs up on all their walls. Oh, right. It's about watching football. It was a giant distraction. And it was a giant distraction. It didn't matter which direction we, we faced. We weren't even making yep. eye yep. contact. You, it was just this distraction behind it. I'm like, what a horrible place to go on a on an outing. And even some of like the restaurants, like they want to distract kids now. Like if you take them out to the restaurants, mm-hmm. the, the waiters put a little TV in front of the kids. And you're like, I'm going out with my family to... Spend time, Spend with, time them. with them, not so they can watch TV here while I eat. Um, so, That's a really good point. No, so, no, that, that was the problem with, I remember that, Buffalo Wild Wings, where it didn't matter where we sat. It didn't yeah, matter which there, direction there we faced. No, there was a distraction every single direction. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So so that's important. Uh, and you may want to be careful about what venue you pick if you're if you're going out. or. Well, and so, well, that, okay, so uh, I'll, I'll I was going to talk about some of the ideas mm-hmm. for, you know, when you're when you're planning these outings. You already mentioned jogging, mm-hmm. but you know, how about a walk to the park mm-hmm. or play at the park? I, some of the best memories I have is when I just took one of my kids and we played at the park, 
and I would push them on the swing or I would chase them around. And they just thought that was the greatest thing ever. Dads do the best job at the park. Moms always just sit and watch. (laughs) Dads always are like, well, these and these are kind of and these are kind of dad ideas, I guess, because it's like play at the park, um, play basketball one on one. Boy, that's a great thing. Mm -hmm. One on one with your kid, Mm -hmm. boy or girl, doesn't matter. That the one on one. Yeah. And then, of course, being the dad, you can totally school your kids, swat their shots away, dunk on them. It's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, oh no, never mind. Just kidding. Um, practice football with them. Mm-hmm. Toss the foot, toss the old pigskin back and forth, or practice soccer with them. You know, I remember when my daughter was in in soccer, and she really wanted to get better and to, to make the whatever the, the comp team. And so she was working really hard to get to get her skills up. And I, I made the same mistake you did where it started out with just me and her and it was special and it was unique and it was, there was this, I don't know. A bond. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh. And then we ended up inviting more people along and the, it changed it. It did. It changed it. How about a baking project? Oh, or, yes. Or color it. You mentioned uh, coloring a picture or a painting toes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, painting well, um, toenails. The kids always like it. The little uh, kid. The, I only am good at boys' hair, but if I say, oh, I'm going to go cut your hair. I take them to the bathroom and I, I cut their hair. It makes them feel special and and cared about. But if you lock the door, don't yeah, let anybody else and, in. And it's you just talk you. to them. And See, that's great. They love that. And, and But then also, if you're a stay-at-home mom or you do a lot of cooking saying, hey, you want to come bake something with me? Mm-hmm. They love that. And, where but, it's, but it just all the other kids you. are out there. But I, yep. you have to tell, no, uh, I can only have one helper in the kitchen. Uh, you know, uh, Royal is my helper. And it it today. does. It makes them feel and so they, special. Yeah. It, but they'll be like, no, no, no. I'm mom's helper right now. You need to go out. <laughs> but it's because they're craving that one-on-one time. But if you can take, I noticed my husband's really good about this. He'll take something he's all, he already has to do. Wait, who? My husband, you. Oh, me. Yeah. No, just he'll, checking. <laughs> um, he'll take, um, he, like, let's say he has to run to the hardware store. He'll take, he'll say, okay, I'm going to the hardware store. Who should I take? Oh, yeah. And I'll be like, oh, you know who needs attention? You know, Blackstone, Blackstone, mm-hmm. take Blackstone. And so he'll take just that kid and he'll buy him like some M&Ms while no, he's there. No, more often or, than not, the weird thing is more often than not, I'll be in line. You know, they always have the little treat, whatever, mm-hmm. the, the stuff that you can buy, the impulse buy whack. Yeah. It is uncanny how many times I've been in line with just one child and the cashier will be like, Oh, does he want a lollipop? <laughs> You're like, hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I'll, I'll sometimes I'll go to Ace because it's nearby and they'll have the popcorn machine. Uh-huh. And we'll go, we'll make a beeline there, fill up a little popcorn bag. And they'll, one of my kids will be eating a bag of popcorn as I do my shopping. And they they enjoy that immensely. But it's something he had to do anyway, but he turned it into one-on-one time yeah, and that, so so if you're super so integrate, busy, you're, integrate like, your kids into I, I your schedule i cannot yeah. imagine like being a single parent or oh, um, you know or both parents working things like that where you you have so many demands on your time try to look at okay what you're doing already and or what you have to do and try to incorporate one-on-one time into that. So don't try, maybe instead of adding another thing into your schedule, try to incorporate it with, oh, I have to make dinner anyway. I have to go to the store anyway. Let me make this, transform this into one-on-one time. And not not to go too far off tangent, but it could even be something as a teaching moment where I got to change the oil in my car. And maybe your son is oh, interested yeah, in that. Oh, yeah, you're good at that, too. Where 
Well, no, because <laughs> be like, hey, you want to learn how to change the oil? And well, you take well, them. you got to be careful because sometimes they're like, no, <laughs> and then it's not really. Yeah, but your five-year-old always says yes. You know what? And I seem to have an endless supply of five-year-olds. So over the years, we've always had at least one kid who was five who's always interested. But the weird thing was, the other day I was replacing the belt on the lawnmower. Mm-hmm. And I had all the kids, because all the boys, I thought for sure they'd be into it. And they were when I got all the tools out and was pulling stuff apart. But you know who stuck with me? You know who was there to the end? Valkyrie. Valkyrie. My, my What is she, seven? My seven-year-old. girl. My seven-year-old <laughs> daughter was the one who was there with me to the very end. And she was there. You know, we took it off and we cleaned it up. And she was there scrubbing with me. And, and she helped me put it all back together. Aww. And, and it, it surprised me because you never know what... Maybe it was just because we were spending one-on-one time together, but maybe it was because she actually enjoyed it. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, make sure if you're doing one-on-one time and you're and you're incorporating the kids into your schedule, and it's like, oh, I need to go do this thing, make sure it's not something they dread, because that kind of upends the whole one-on-one or thing. Or make it, make it something fun, though. Like, and somehow yeah. turn it into something fun. Like a treat in there somehow. Reframe, reframing it. Reframe it. Yeah. So we're going to go do this, but... I want to... Well, you know, that's a good point. We need to go weed the garden. Billy, you're coming with me. Afterwards, we'll go get ice cream. Yeah. M- maybe we're that. we go swimming or... Uh, okay. I, yeah, I see that. Yeah, because I know that's a good. dad like who... He was a single dad for a while and he got one of those passes to the, you know, the community pool because mm-hmm. he, didn't, he didn't have a pool and he would take his kids there as, on outings. And it was fun. So, well, and then I kind of wanted to talk just briefly, like what to do when you're on these outings or when you're, when you're spending this one-on-one time, this individual time, I, when I'm doing well and when we're doing it on a regular basis, it's way easier because I will remember to ask. So how did that go? Yeah. And follow how, up. How's yeah. school? How's church? How's, how are your classmates? How's your sports team? Blah, blah, blah. And if you haven't done it for a while, guess what? It's, it's really awkward. awkward. It is re- <laughs> because we didn't do it for a while. Yeah, it and, feels and like starting back up, it yeah. feels awkward. And starting back up is really awkward where you don't you don't know what to say. Well, no, no. Okay, you- yeah, yeah, yeah. When we had what, two or three kids and we were still a young couple. Our kids were very young. Some people might argue we're still a young yeah, couple. Yeah, <laughs> but we, you know, we hadn't gone on a date for years and you were working long hours like you had some jobs where you were working 18 hours yeah. uh, a day well i was and trying to establish myself establish yeah, myself trying in hollywood, to get started get, get in hollywood and, and then i was busy with the kids and absorbed with that and so we went on a date for the first time and we hadn't done this in years and we went out and it was so awkward. We had nothing to say to each other. We didn't even know each other. And I was like, this is really weird. We're married. And it was like this awkward. It was like a handshake, first date, weird. It was this awkward silence. Yeah. Anyway. Be prepared for that. Be prepared for that. It will, it, it'll start out awkward. But if you keep doing it, it will. It quickly becomes really cool. It quickly really cool. becomes something everybody looks forward to. When I was at BYU, I took a marriage prep class from a guy named Doug Brindley. And I really enjoyed his class. But one thing he talked about about relationships is that when you're starting a relationship, normally when people 
meet somebody for the first time or they're unsure of a relationship, they 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 bring up really generic topics like, oh, what do you think about the sports game? What do you think about the weather? And how that person responds to a generic impersonal question, whether it's acceptance or rejection, mm-hmm. determines whether or not they ask something more personal or share anything about themselves more personal. Mm-hmm. And so if, if they feel accepted, they'll maybe take it a level further and share something about their family or their kids or something like that. But as soon as they they feel rejected, they pull back to a more generic level and they keep the relationship mm-hmm. at a more generic, distant level. And so... And you end up talking about the weather. Yeah, you're back to the weather. So with with a relationship, like if you're like, oh my goodness, I haven't taken, I haven't spent any time with this kid. I haven't, I don't do one-on-one time. This is really awkward. You're going to start out with generic questions because as... Um, what's your name? <laughs> yeah. This guy, Doug Brindley. What's your name? Yeah. <laughs> this guy, Doug Brindley. Do you live in my home? <laughs> uh, he, he explained it would be really weird if you were in the elevator with a complete stranger and they're like, so what's your love life like? You know, or, you know, some... Uh, or if they started sharing uh, you, details about their I, I have life, toenail yeah. fungus. Have you ever <laughs> have you ever had toenail fungus? You'd be like, you know what, can can you stand on the other side of the elevator? <laughs> Weirdo. But you don't start out necessarily with more personal questions. Right. You start with something more neutral and what that does is it it builds trust. It and the person's able to see, well, how did you respond to that? Was mm. it accepting? Were you listening? You're testing the waters. Yeah. And so it gives them an opportunity to test the waters. And then you can move to more personal things. So so questions like, hey, so how's school going? How's the, you know, what do you think about this? What do you want to do? I, and I do. When, when, when I'm doing well and the relationship is there, once you get past that, then you definitely do. You, I, I will ask. How how is your love life? You know what's what's the dating scene like? You know, the girls or boys that you're interested in? Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. How how are you doing physically? How are yeah. you doing in school? Uh, what what are your what about so and so? You were telling tell me last time that so and so was giving you grief. How'd that work out? What did you do? You know, it's a little more yeah. in depth. But then ideally, I also want to ask. You know, how are you doing emotionally? Like how are things and how are things at home? How, what's your relationship with your mom? What's your relationship with your older sibling? What's your relationship with so-and-so that you're having a problem with? Like, ideally, I will yeah. get I'll get into that. And then, of course, there's always the, the spiritual component as well. So what's your relationship like with God? How, how are you doing there? Are you reading your scriptures? Are you praying? Uh, do you feel like there's anything going on there? Is, there? is there a problem? Like, ideally... You want to get to that point. You want to get to that if, point. If you have, but you don't start out that way. No, and don't, don't don't feel like yeah. you have to. So don't walk up to your kid first time you've done this in a long time. And go, so, what's your relationship? What's your relationship like with God? That'll fall flat. Yeah, that'll be very awkward, and they'll be like, "Um, Dad, can we? Can uh, we not? not do this <laughs> anymore?" So, so, so but that's kind of the end goal to, yeah. to really to be involved and, and to let. No, the goal is to let them know. You care. And nothing says I love you more than one-on-one time. Yeah. Nothing putting says all your I work, love you more away. than... I'm taking time out of my incredibly busy schedule to spend time with just you. 
Yeah. And that speaks volumes. That that tells a kid that you value them and you love them more than anything else you could possibly do. Inherently, I think we know that time is our most precious and valuable resource. I'm willing to share mine with you. Clearly, I must love you or value you. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, if you want to improve your relationship with your kids, this is the best thing that I know of to do. Yeah. Hands down. No, there's a whole bunch of other I wish great, I was better at there, it. There's myself. a whole bunch of other great things you can do, <laughs> but this is almost oh. like the foundation. What? There's one more thing we need to say. What? I if, love you. Yeah, no, oh. no. I had a brother recently who was like, he, he has a large family like I do, and he had read about how spending one on one time. Yeah, I must have read the same. Yeah, article. you must have. Anyway, this 15 minutes of one on one time, how powerful it is. And. And so he set a goal to spend 15 minutes of one-on-one time with each of his kids every single day. Mm-hmm. And oh. f- for me, like if I haven't been doing that and I I don't have a system or something worked out, that actually would stress me out. And then I would just end up feeling bad about myself and guilty and then not doing anything. And so if one-on-one time is something that you were like, hey, I want to try that, don't set a goal to, I, I don't think it would be reasonable to set a goal to spend 15 minutes a day per kid, unless you have one child, maybe. Instead. Well, let's just say you have four kids. That's an hour. Yeah. Every day. I guess that's not unreasonable, <laughs> but for us with. <laughs> I, I don't know. Kids, I, I get overwhelmed. Six hours a day. I get overwhelmed. So <laughs> six I just can't hours do that. A day? No, so, three so hours. Whatever. My math is bad. What? What? What's a? I think a more reason. Like if you're not doing this and you'd like to start, start with something reasonable. Mm. And something reasonable would be: Hey, on Friday nights, my spouse and I are going to go out, just the two of us, and we're going to spend time together. And one of you can pick, even set a time limit. We'll pick, be home by ten. Pick one other day of the week, like lunchtime or right after when school gets out and say, I'm going to take someone out to lunch or Mm. uh, on this day, on Thursdays. Or we're going to walk together around the block. Just pick a day, pick one day of the week, say, that's going to be my outing day. And that worked the best for me. Yeah. When it was Thursday after work. It was scheduled. It was something The kids, they looked forward to it. They knew it was coming up and it was on the calendar and i knew i could plan accordingly and i didn't put anything else in the way and because other things will come up yeah if it's open-ended like oh this week i'm going to spend one on one time no, I'll do you, it. Should, you should schedule it put it on the calendar let the kids know because it'll it. also keep you honest they'll be like hey hey today's today's the, the day and you're today's like, the day we're going dang it i was yeah. gonna go bowling okay yeah all right <laughs> fine here we go <laughs> anyway so but but set something reasonable because that makes a difference just if it's one kid once a week, even if you have a bigger family, if you weren't doing it before and you start doing once a week, that will make a difference. Yeah. And so just just start there. Start there. And 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 make it reasonable for yourself to move in that direction. Excellent. I love that. And that's all the time we have today. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy another fascinating song by Falcon Jasper. See you next time.